0: Learn how at usps.com/advantage. USPS Ground Advantage: Simple, affordable, reliable Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the. Must not take yourself too seriously, and six-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, "Hey!" <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer, they've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 2501, Five Tactics to Help Control Discretionary Spending, by Lisa Whitley with WomenWhoMoney.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. We're going to get right to today's post and start optimizing your life. Five Tactics to Help Control Discretionary Spending by Lisa Whitley with WomenWhoMoney.com The budgeting battle is often won on the fields of wants, not needs. Housing, transportation, utilities, food, these are non-negotiable in any budget. And while you can undoubtedly make economies here, the line between need and want is not always bright. You cannot completely eliminate these budget line items. On the other hand, as much as 50% of your spending is likely flexible if you subscribe to the popular 50-30-20 budget wisdom, 50% of your income goes to fixed expenses with the remainder allocated to variable spending and savings. You could buy a new sofa, but unless you're truly without a place to sit, you're not required to do so. You would like a new coat, But if you're not in actual danger of hypothermia, this is an optional purchase. You certainly must eat, but you don't have to eat every meal in a white tablecloth restaurant. If we start with the assumption that as much as half of our spending is to some extent discretionary, how can we use this knowledge to rein in our spending? What is driving your desire to spend? For starters, know your why. If a purchase is not to meet a basic living need, what is it for? Is it tied to a core value? Does it align with your financial mission statement? Will it fulfill a goal? Are you hoping some retail therapy will distract you or make you feel better? The question to ask whenever you're facing an optional purchase decision is, what is the opportunity cost of this item? It'll be up to you to decide the dollar threshold that warrants this level of analysis. This level of thought is probably not applicable to a cup of coffee. Conversely, the sticker price of a typical smartphone is $1,000. What could you accomplish with that sum if you forego the purchase? Yes, we're talking about your goals. If your goal is to pay off your student loan, buy a house, or travel the world, how much will that $1,000 purchase delay achievement of that goal? Actually do the calculation. There are a number of good online tools and calculators that can help you make smarter financial decisions. If you judge that the delay is worth it, by all means, have at it. My suspicion, however, is that this slight pause in your thought pattern will often lead you to put the phone back on the shelf. How can you create the time and mental space for this pause to occur? The key is to add a bit of friction to a transaction or even a delay when you're presented with a spending opportunity. Then have at the ready a firm set of rules through which you filter every meaningful purchase decision. Not every rule works for every type of purchase. Five guidelines to help control spending. Here are a few delaying tactics or spending rules that I like. Number one, the in and out rule. No, not a hamburger. You can only buy X if it's a replacement for Y. Not only does this force you to examine what you really need, but it also cuts down on clutter. Marie Kondo would be proud. Number two, the no credit rule. You cannot buy anything you cannot pay for immediately in cash or with a debit card. This is a particularly useful guideline for discretionary service purchases, such as restaurant meals, entertainment events, and vacations. If for reasons of convenience or safety, you do use your credit card, you must be fully prepared to go online and pay off the new charge immediately. Don't even wait for the monthly statement to cycle. Number three, the Amazon shopping list rule. This is a variation of the well-established 24-hour rule. If you identify something online that you want, put it on the internet shopping or favorites list, not in the shopping cart. If you're still thinking about it a day later, keep thinking about it for another day. In fact, I believe that the 24-hour rule should be the one-week rule. Should you still be obsessed with the idea of having it a week later? Fine, go for it. But very often, you won't. Believe it or not, window shopping, even an online window, may have fulfilled some need you had more than purchasing the actual item. Number four, the save-up rule. If you've done the mental homework of evaluating the opportunity cost of a significant purchase and decided to proceed, stop right there and ask this next question. Does this need to happen right now? If this is not a matter of health, safety, or the ability to earn a living, the answer is likely no. Embrace the weight if you don't have the cash on hand. If your bank allows for it, set up a dedicated savings sub-account such as Ally Bank's buckets, just for this future purchase. This can be a terrific motivator that enables you to see progress to your goal and leaves your regular rainy day savings balance intact. But if you must borrow for an essential expense, you have nothing to apologize for. And for that reason, you shouldn't hide from the reality of the debt and pretend that it will go away quickly if realistically, it won't. Use an online calculator to see exactly how long, with interest, you'll need to pay for this purchase. And number five, the have your cake and eat it too rule. Can you borrow the item from a friend or family member? Is there a social media group that you belong to that routinely matches borrowers with lenders in your local community? This can be an excellent option for everyday items, such as tools, specialized cooking utensils or appliances books, including the library, obviously, camping gear or lawn maintenance equipment. Can you rent it? You can also extend this rule to big ticket items such as cars. Do you need to own a car 365 days a year? Or can you use a vehicle share and/or a conventional auto rental for your occasional needs? Formal wear, even homes. Do you need to buy a vacation home when Airbnb and Similar is widely available? Final thoughts. The act of saving money does not make you morally superior. It is neither realistic nor necessary to live a life where none of your wants are met. When you use these rules and tactics, you gain an opportunity to practice mindfulness in your spending decisions. The only lousy purchase decision? One that does not align with your values and goals. You just listened to the post titled, Five Tactics to Help Control Discretionary Spending by Lisa Whitley with womenwhomoney.com. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. USPS Ground Advantage, Simple, Affordable, Reliable. One of my favorite tactics for controlling spending is to put the item on a list. Not only does it create a moment of pause to ensure a purchase is not driven by impulse, but it also allows time and space to ensure we get the appropriate amount of value out of a purchase. My Midwestern gentleman and I have a list of things we think we wanna buy eventually and we review it regularly. What's interesting to me is that many things we think of as needs are probably wants. So for example, our dishwasher has been broken for close to a year. It seems like regular home maintenance to fix a broken appliance, but here's the thing, neither one of us really likes using the dishwasher for reasons I won't bore you with here. And every time we review the list of things we think we wanna buy, it always moves further down the list. We need clean dishes. We don't really need a dishwasher. Same thing with the ceiling fan in the bedroom. It needs to be replaced, but we've just been using a different fan in the meantime. We don't notice any difference in comfort, and that need is being met alternatively. So it's simply tough to prioritize this purchase. Perhaps I sound like a lazy homeowner, but I share this to demonstrate that so much of what we think we need is questionable. That should do it for another edition of Optimal Finance Daily. I'll be back tomorrow as usual, so I'll see you there on the Wednesday show where your optimal life awaits.